Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey again, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, I'm awesome. It's the uh, it's the weekend. Weekend. Do what you want to do. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty fired up about the weekend, too, Jimmy. I'm, I just found out last night I'm going to the Alabama-Arkansas game. Um, if oh, there any, yeah, if there are any Locked On Bama fans out there uh, and you see a big, tall, lanky, nearly 50-year-old, feel free to come up to me. Oh, you'd be the only one. Yeah, very <laughs> few people. Very few people yeah. would take If you me. see a tall, uh, upper-middle-class, uh, <laughs> nearly 50-year-old white guy, that's me. <laughs> Are you one of those people that sit in the first row and never cheer? And never uncross anything? <laughs> All right. I mean, like, like, literally everything is remains crossed the whole game. We really need a good crowd supportive yep. game for this. I mean, the, you guys, I'm going to go. I'm not going to make a fool of myself, but I'm going to, I mean, I'm not wearing a hard hat because I'm almost 50. That's a student thing. I'm not wearing the minion shirts that they had on, which I thought was kind of good. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, I'm going to have an Alabama polo. I'm going to have some decent faux designer jeans on, and I'm going to stand up when we hit a three. I'm going to throw my hands up when we hit a three. I'm going to do this when, Probably Teddy Valentine, who is refs just about, or Doug Shows or Shows or whatever the hell his name is, refs one of our games and screws it up because they always do. I'm going to do that. And you should too. You don't have to get nuts. You don't have to go Bruce Pearl and take your shirt off. Just just cheer. Just just cheer. Cheer when we do well. Boo when they do well. Or the I refs. Rarely watch, I rarely watch the games with my shirt on. <laughs> Whether you're at the game or not, <laughs> especially not. Now I'm going to be watching the game at the mall with uh, with no shirt. At the at, did you say at, at the, the mall? mall? Yeah, I was just picking out a random public place to watch a game. I don't know that you can watch a game at the mall. I'm I, I am literally going to watch the game at my house. So uh, I was at the game last Saturday and we lost to Kentucky. So I will uh, watch this one at home. Uh, by the way, I, I I have been trying to do this this YouTube podcast thing at my office a little bit more if you see this oh i guess it's this shoulder i forget the alternative you know right left whatever thing um but if you see that big nice fountain behind me um and you want one just like that you can contact me luke robinson at robinson iron i'd be happy to sell you a fountain just like that one which is at mercer uh university in macon georgia uh, a team that we have played in football several times that's not actual size i assume no, it's not actual size. That one's quite big. It's beautiful too. And like they actually sent me this picture. And so I had it put on this poster board thing and put in my office. Um, because they did some incredible lighting with it. But look, this isn't locked on cast iron fountains, this is locked on Bama. So let's talk a little bit about Arkansas coming up to Mari. Um, that game's gonna be fun. You know, I I'm always interested in uh you know, the spread of the game. I haven't seen the spread quite yet. We're doing this early Friday morning. I guess I can look it up when you go on a rant here in a second. But, I'd say um, Alabama by two. I'd go Alabama minus two. Let me see if I can pull it up. But I did pull up ESPN's, um, what do they call it, like a projector or 
Um, they have a, uh, a, a, a what, what, an FPI like they do in, a, in football, an FPI? Yeah. Well, matchup predictor is what they call it. Okay. And they have Alabama as a 70% chance to win. Now, yeah. I, I, no, wait a minute. I get it. I, 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 but I understand my saying it. I'm a homer, and I feel like um, we may have turned a bit of a corner. I, it's it's foolish for me to think that because we every time I think we turn a corner, we go backwards. Every time I think we're going backwards, we turn the corner. So it's foolish for me to think that, you know, I can predict this team. However, I think we're catching Arkansas at a good time, Jimmy. I know uh, conventional wisdom says, hey, they've won nine in a row. they got to be – they're on fire. They just beat number one team, everything, yada, yada, yada. But, you know – they're coming off. That's that's my argument. They're coming off beating the number one team. Right. Emotionally drained. Um, they've been get for the last few days. They've been hearing about how awesome they are, and they are really good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Arkansas is overrated. I think Arkansas is very good. But I feel like we shot very well against Ole Miss. I think we're beginning to find some identity. So I feel a lot better about everything. And um, yeah, I I think seventy percent chance to win is about right. It's a letdown alert for Arkansas for sure. Even if even if Alabama wasn't playing in this game, uh, I would be like, man, Arkansas. When, when you have a huge emotional win at home, and then immediately go on the road, that is a letdown alert formula across multiple sports, not just basketball. I would be saying the same thing in in, in football too. So. I agree that Arkansas is on letdown alert. It is going to be very difficult for them to get up and an 11 a.m. game on top of it. So Alabama's playing well and coming home uh, where you don't have the letdown or you shouldn't have the letdown. It's just that this Alabama team has been so uh, very difficult to predict. This is how I feel. I think I talked about this the last show. I, I sort of feel like we're going to split these two home games, which is not good. That's not good. It's not. I'm not happy about that at all. We shouldn't split. We should win both of these games because we're a five seed and we're playing at home against a non-number one seed. We should win both of these games. I, I don't feel like we turned a corner. I think we just played really well, and this team is going to be a two steps forward, one step back team until March. That, that That's just how I feel, and – I think if we play well enough to beat Arkansas, I, I'm going to be paranoid that we'll we'll puke one up against Mississippi State or vice versa. If Arkansas just beats us because they're playing better than anybody and we lose a tight game, uh, I, I think we'll beat Mississippi State handily because we'll feel like our back's up against the wall. So I, I feel like a split is what's going to happen in these next two. Uh, but I hope I'm wrong and maybe we did turn a corner. Uh, winning both games means uh, I think we did turn a corner in, in Oxford. Yeah. I mean, I see where you're coming from, but you're way off. <laughs> you uh, think we win both games? I do. I do. Okay. I, I, you know, I don't know why, like, there's so much in my life that's depressing right now that this is kind of bringing me joy. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, let me tell everybody about betonline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues to march through the playoffs right to the big game, which is coming up Sunday, betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates 
of current games. It's awesome. Don't wait to take advantage of the all-new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online. That's where the game starts, Jimmy. I'm not playing around. Bet online where the game starts. Also, I want to tell you about Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. That's for real. But not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I enjoy eating them. I love them. Have you tried the Built Puffs? They're awesome. If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best Built Bar, Built Bars, best tasting bars. I said that wrong. Doesn't matter. They're awesome. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. They're also good. I've had them. They're awesome. These are going to be your new favorites. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Did I say 100% real chocolate? Maybe 105% chocolate. That's how much chocolate's in this. Um, low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. These ain't. Go to Built.com. Scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of proteins. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, all new for this month. White chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious. Go to Built.com. You'll love it. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Jimmy, a little bit of a random... Short segment here. And then I, I think the last segment, once again, we're going to spend it on as the planes turn because the Brian Harson thing is is still hilarious. Um, <laughs> you know, well, I did laugh. You must you must be right. I laughed. You know, um, I, I this this dawned on me. This is out of left field. Um, is, is Mac Jones becoming everybody's favorite former Alabama quarterback very quickly? Did you see the video? of his being mic'd up at the Pro Bowl and like he's talking shit to the the NFC all pros as a rookie. He he does the the gritty dance um poorly, uh, but he still does it confidently. Um he, he's talking to all the dudes as if he's a 17-year vet. I, I'm telling you, I feel like weirdly. Mac Jones is going to end up being everybody's favorite former Alabama quarterback. And I love me some Tua. Tua is the dude. I love Jalen. I still consider Jalen an Alabama quarterback. Always will. He, he, Oklahoma rented him. We, <laughs> Jalen is ours. Um, but, and, and then Bryce Young. Bryce Young is fabulous. I mean, Bryce Young is the, he's Prince. Bryce Young is so cool. He's he's Prince. He, you know, he he dresses like Prince. He's small and diminutive like Prince, but he's uber talented like Prince. And he's he's completely likable and cooler than you can even imagine. But Mac Jones is Mac Jones sort of has a dad bod. Um, he's <laughs> he's funny. He's relatable. He bided his time. There was no threat of transfer. And then he goes to the pros and he kicks ass even when he throws for like what? 10 yards against Buffalo. I mean, it's amazing. 
He's a uh, very likable. Uh, and even if you're not an Alabama fan, I mean, I, I think he's just likable. He's one of these guys. I mean, why would anybody hate on Mac Jones? He's not controversial or scandalous. He's a nice guy. Like you say, he's funny. Uh, he looked like a million bucks last night in his tuck. So going, going to the Oscars last night, uh, that, that was a uh, crazy second in uh, rookie of the year. Uh, deservedly so. I mean, Jamar Chase uh, is the best rookie in the NFL. That that wasn't even close uh, and, and deservedly. But but Mac finishing second is an, an incredible achievement, uh, particularly where he was drafted, the fifth quarterback, and is the second rookie of the year ahead of all the other quarterbacks. Uh, very exciting uh, times for Mac. Uh, you know, with Jalen, I think you know this offseason in Philadelphia is almost sort of a debate. Uh, you know, are we committing to Jalen or are we not? And it's sort of controversial. Uh, Tua, same thing. I mean, now he's got a new coach coming in, and is the new coach going to be a bigger believer in him than the last coach? Whereas Mac, it feels like you ought to go ahead and bet he's going to be the Patriots quarterback for the next decade. I think that helps with his popularity. I think he has obvious staying power. I'm not sure anybody's ready to bet the mortgage that Tua is still the Dolphins quarterback six years from now, or that Jalen is still the Eagles quarterback six years from now. And and and, and with Mac, you, you make that bet. So I think that's a factor as well. Uh, and, and now this upcoming season, we have, uh, uh, you know, a fun side story to the upcoming football season is where's Bryce going to go in the draft? Is Bryce going to be the number one pick? Is he too small? to be the number one pick. I mean, that's, that's the, the, the discussion point we'll hear all next fall. And, uh, and, and that'll be fun because even if Bryce doesn't go number one, he's, he's still obviously going to go very high uh, in the draft uh, probably, you know, at least as high as Tua uh, who went, uh, I think fifth. I just, I just find it odd. Um, and that, that's the way life is sometimes, um, you know, Tua, <laughs> Tua quickly became my favorite Alabama quarterback. I mean, the moment I saw him practice before the Clemson semifinal game when he was a freshman, I just said, this this is my dude from here on out. And then, you know, Jalen was my dude before that. Uh, and, and you know, I liked Mac, but I, I, I think I was like everybody. Like, you know, you had Najee Harris, you had an uh, offensive line that was incredible. You had Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, And, you know, you, you had a bunch of dudes, man. And it was pretty easy to throw it up, but now I'm, I'm appreciating him more since he's been gone. And, um, you know, you don't know what you got till it's gone. That either some BS metals 80s band said that, and I agree with Cinderella. That. It was Cinderella. Okay. It was Cinderella. I'm more of a Cinderella fan. You remember Cinderella Dana Dane? Uh, I do not. I do not. No, no, Cinderella Dana Dane. Oh my God! You got to. What is that? Is that like a player? It was a rap. It was a. Um, oh. Okay, it was sort of like um, Cinderella Dana Dane. I think the song was just called Cinderella, and he's Dana Dane. But um, he he was a uh, he was a rapper in the eighties, and he sang with a British accent for no reason. And oh, oh man, I might have to. I wish I could. I, this is why I need training on this YouTube stuff. I would. <laughs> I would interject Cinderfella into this and let everybody hear it who doesn't know. But there's some people who are watching this who know what the hell I'm talking about. Cinderfella would, and I'll tell you something. Here's this is the God's honest truth. And this is another thing I would interject. Okay. I'm an old school rap guy. Like I, I just obviously like, I like obviously. like 
Um, Microphone Fiend is one of my favorite songs, but my favorite rap song of all time is um, Slick Rick's Children's Story. It's awesome. Have you ever heard it? Uh, I'm uh, yeah, I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have. It's not leaping to mind, but I'm sure that I have. Well, I'll text it to you in a minute. I'll also tweet it awesome. out for everybody. Um, but uh, Slick Rick's Children's Story is amazing. It, it's amazing. It's it's so far ahead of its time. And um, so what's really funny about this is every one of my children. Once I learned how to download music onto my phone and play it through my car. Yeah which was probably around my second child, okay? Um, once I started to learn to do that, all of my children, and including up to my five-year-old right now, I picked her up from her grandparents yesterday. As soon as she got in the car, she said, hey, Daddy, play children's story. And so, <laughs> and the, the funny thing is children's story is all about uh, a guy who um, he, he's like with some, uh, Oh, he's, he's an uncle of the, he has two nephews that are like, Hey, read us a children's story. And he's like, okay, I'll tell you a story. And he tells, he wraps a story about this kid that get hangs with the wrong crowd, gets into trouble. And then like, it just escalates. Like he, he does one thing, then another, then another. And eventually he gets caught by the police and the police um, still shoot him just to hear him scream and all this stuff. Like this is in the eighties. And, and, and your, your child wants to hear this. I know. She doesn't know what any of it's about, but the, the beat is so awesome. And it, in a way, I understand if somebody wants to call DHR on me right now, I get it. But my, I think it's, it's educational for the children. I like it. So, um, anyway, let's take a break, Jimmy. When we come back, another day in As the Planes Turn. All right. Uh, look, I, I I don't know if this violates any kind of contract or copyright or trademarks. Um, but Philip Marshall posted something about um, the, the Brian Harson thing, and I'm not going to read it all for fear of being sued by everybody for some reason. Um, but Philip Marshall from, uh, uh, let's see, Auburn Undercover, he said, there are indications that the saga of Brian Harson and Auburn football could end Friday. There are rumblings that Harson could be retained, perhaps with some conditions. There are also continued rumblings that he could be fired. What the hell? I mean, of course. Well, <laughs> I mean, what that, it means is no one knows. I mean, Philip Marshall is very connected. Uh, he, no one in the media at, at Auburn, I would think, is any more connected, and not even he knows. I mean, that, that's clear. I mean, he didn't. He didn't report. Hey, this is this is going to happen. All he's basically reporting is whatever is going to happen could could happen today, and 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 of course it would be a tight circle. Of course it would be uh, very little uh, very little uh, uh, public knowledge. I mean, I, I think the decision makers, whoever they might be, uh, are smartly not talking to anyone. But gosh, uh, it needs to end soon for Auburn because spring practice. It's, I mean, dates are coming out. Spring practice literally starts in, in, in a month or less than a month. And if they're going to make a new hire, let's say you fire him today. Do you get the new hire done by next week? And then it's like, okay, uh, I know that, that that you don't even know where your office is, but practice starts in, in two to three weeks. Uh, they're just making a bigger mess for themselves. And and uh, well, I, it, it's been 
I, I mean, I, I legit feel bad for for the Auburn fans that love that program and love that school. They don't deserve what, what the, their their leadership has been abysmal throughout. I mean, abysmal. And, and I don't say that as an Auburn hater. I say that as like, you know, I'd be saying the same exact thing if it was happening at Texas Tech. I mean, right. this is just outrageously bad. Now, what's funny about all this, a couple of things. I don't know if I've made these comments yesterday on the podcast, but I, I might have, and I don't care if I did. First of all, um, the, the the boosters that are apparently doing the meddling, and it, and it has become consensus that there are some highfalutin boosters that want him out, and that's where a lot of this is stemming from. Okay, to be a highfalutin booster, you have to be pretty smart because you have a lot of money and you have to have done something to create all this wealth. So how can you handle all this so poorly is my question, number one. Number two, the fans have just eviscerated any and all boosters, just destroyed them, just said they need to quit meddling, quit doing this, quit doing that. Meanwhile, Auburn, in its infinite wisdom, announces that some boosters have paid $20 million or plus or minus to to have their names on Auburn Arena and have it renamed to Auburn Arena. So while everybody's killing the boosters saying boosters need to quit meddling, Auburn takes a big check from some boosters to rename Auburn Arena. Does anybody see all the hypocrisy in all this? <laughs> there, there's there's going to be hypocrisy. Oh, and even more hypocrisy because somebody somewhere at some point this week or last week said, we got to get rid of Harson, who's apparently having an affair with his employee so let's go hire Hugh Freeze. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or Lane Kiffin. Or Lane. Yeah, I mean, that, it, that, that is just, uh, th- there's your hypocrisy. Uh, it, it, because it's all about winning. You've pointed that out before. Not, it, look, if, if, if Jordan Battle doesn't, doesn't drag take, Tank Bigsby out of bounds, none of this stuff this last two weeks has happened Agreed. at all. Agreed. None of this has happened. This This happened because of, uh, the the losses highlighted by Auburn choking away the Alabama game when they had it won. Uh, so uh, you know that that's what, it, this is all about. Brian Harson losing. It, it has nothing to do with anything else. And, and, and Auburn's treatment of coaches over the years, they they have a hair trigger on firing coaches. Uh, Terry Bowden undefeated. Gone two years later. Chiswick wins the national championship. Gone two years later. Tommy Tuberville wins six years in a row. Beats Alabama six years in a row. Now we're flying to Louisville to hire somebody behind his back. This has been going on at Auburn a long time, and it feels like they they've hit a new low. And hey, and, and it doesn't have anything to do. If you're asking me, well, Jimmy, do you think Brian Harson's going to be a successful winning head coach at Auburn? No, no, I don't. No, and I didn't think that the day they hired him. And I haven't thought it any day since, but they did hire him and they signed a contract and they agreed to pay him. My thing is, if you're going to fire Harson because, hey, we were wrong, he's not the right guy, this was a mistake, fine, go ahead, be Auburn and fire a guy after one year because you've been doing it forever, but pay the guy what he's owed. Pay him what he's owed and, and cut out the charade. He's owed $18 million. Fire him and pay him. And, and that's what I told an Auburn friend of mine yesterday. Um, First of all, I assume you saw the video of Brian Harson sneaking at trying to sneak out the back door. And when he snuck out the back door of the SEC coaches meeting, whatever it was, he went to the wrong car 
And he realized very quickly, okay, I can't just turn around because there are a gazillion reporters behind me. And so he had to walk around the wrong car, do a figure eight to the back, the, the, the door of the right car. And what's even funnier, um, a friend of mine, a very nice girl, big Auburn fan. Uh, she's a reporter now in Birmingham, uh, Lyndon Blake. And uh, she couldn't be any nicer. Auburn grad, a whole Auburn family, just really nice girl. It's funny because she was one of the reporters there waiting on Harson to come out. And she literally was like following behind him. And it almost felt like Harson was trying to lead her on one of those uh, figure eight tracks that you do at the go-kart races in Gulf Shores. <laughs> and, and, um, you know, it, it was just hilarious. And some Auburn people on Twitter were killing Lyndon, who is Auburn to the core, by the way. She's very professional. I mean, she's not going to be like, you know, War Eagle when she's doing a, a broadcast. She's very professional. But she is Auburn to the core. And they, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, well, there's something wrong with it, but she's still a nice girl. Um, <laughs> but Lyndon and people were killing her on Twitter. And, and I was like, what is wrong with people? I mean, she's doing her. This is her job. She can't just say, I can't be a reporter, you know, because this might hurt Auburn. No, she's a reporter. That's what she has to do. Um, so this whole thing has gotten nasty. But anyway, I talked to another friend of mine and I said, we were talking about that situation. I said, no, at this point, he's an Auburn fan too. I said, at this point, why wouldn't Auburn just stroke a check for $18 million to be done with this? There are too many egos involved that are every minute this goes by, it looks worse and worse and worse. And at this point, if I were Brian Harson, after that uh, clause they put in the other day uh, about, hey, you have to cooperate with everything, I would say, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything you say. And now here's the other thing. Uh, 18 million ain't even enough. I want to, I'm going to dig in my heels. You're going to pay me more than my buyout because, uh, you know, Bruce Pearl didn't cooperate at all and y'all didn't say shit. And yes. so how about that? Now that probably has no legal standing. You're the lawyer, you know this, but if I'm Harson, I take such a hard line stance. I don't negotiate for a damn thing. I get my every penny, at least every penny and help with moving out. Yeah, anybody out there that said something along the lines of, you know, any comment that's like, oh, well, they could just all get this done. Harson can agree to take less. Why would he why would he do that? Why would Harson agree to take less when they've embarrassed him like they have fired him after one season, treated him like the way he has? And they have no contractual basis to, to argue that unless they have a case to fire him for cause. So. There could be facts out there that I'm unaware of, that we're all unaware of, that would allow them to make a cause claim as to why the contract uh, uh, should be torn up. Uh, you know, I, I, I doubt that. I think we would know that by now. But that's the only way legally that Auburn can get out of paying the full 18 million is if they have cause or if Harson and his lawyers think that they have a good faith case to make for cause. At that point, you could negotiate and say, well, pay me less. And, and, and so we don't have to go through all that. Uh, but if, if if Auburn has no case whatsoever to fire him for cause, Brian Harson should not take one cent less than he's owed. And as far as claiming more money uh, legally, if you want to know the answer to that, you can't make a claim for more money under the terms of the contract. The contract says what the contract says. However, Auburn has engaged or Auburn fans or Auburn boosters 
have engaged perhaps in a, a, a defamatory attack against him in terms of allegations they made about a potential affair, in terms of other things that have been said about him, basically alleging abuse of players. Uh, Brian can claim that that has defamed him. Then he would have a tort claim that would entitle him to damages beyond what's in the contract. So yeah, I, I think that all that stuff is possible uh, and is part of the mess uh, that they're they're uh, untangling over there. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for the day's episode. We will be back with a report on the Bama-Arkansas game next time you see us. Hey, look, do us a favor. Hit that subscribe yes. button. We need you to yep. hit that subscribe button. Please. Please do that. All right. Because if you're watching right now, it's going to take you like 15 seconds. If you're watching right now, just, just uh, click off, hit subscribe. It doesn't cost you a thing. It just costs you 15 seconds and really helps helps us out with the bosses. 15 seconds? It takes two seconds. What the hell is wrong with you? I'm very obviously I'm not good at technology. It would take me 15 seconds. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm not I, even sure where to find YouTube. <laughs> I was like, 15 seconds? That sort of sounds like a pain in the ass when you put it that way. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, it's literally. Clicking on the subscribe button, it it didn't. It takes half a second, and it says subscribe, right? <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, that, I would say that's about right, though. Something that takes, you know, you know, something that takes the average person half a second to do on the interwebs takes Jimmy fifteen seconds. So if you extrapolate oh. that to something that takes a person an hour on the internet, Jimmy won't be done until he's on his desk. <laughs> I also drive slow. <laughs> well, I, I mean, apparently, um, you uh, you hadn't moved from uh, behind that subway. I got this nice, badass fountain behind me. You've got a subway. Oh, I do have a subway, but well, I was uh, well. We were doing this very early in the morning. I, I'm literally doing it from the breakfast parking lot uh, because I'm eating as soon as this is over. It's All right, well, it's more, over now. It's going to take me more than 15 seconds too. <laughs> well, it's over now, so go get you a biscuit. Uh, roll Sounds time. good. Roll time.